You're listening to Lab Notes by Play Labs, where we focus on gameplay, communication, and wellness. Let's get to the lab. All right. Hey, welcome back to Lab Notes. Hopefully you were able to download your 100 and plus, 150 plus gig update of uh, Modern Warfare 3. I am here, as always, with Jared. Yep. And we have a guest, uh, Evan, here, who just happens to be my son. Hello. And we are going to talk to you about the Game Awards. We are going to talk to you a little bit about Modern Warfare 3. Uh, we did pick up a Quest 3 to follow up uh, with Bill's massive hand injury from playing <laughs> Beat Saber and uh, a few other things what's going on. But before we get started, let's go for our tip of the week from Jared. What you got for us, Coach? Yeah, I guess this is something we're doing now. But <laughs> uh, yeah, so coaching tip of the week, we'll kind of stick with uh, FPS games because we're all playing Modern Warfare 3 and, and move in that direction. So just talk to you about some of the practices I had my collegiate athletes do when I was coaching. Uh, and we'll use Valorant as an example. Just to start, one of the cool features in that game is they have a shooting range you can go into. And my best player, who was a Radiant player, which is the highest rank you can achieve in that game, uh, would regularly spend anywhere between 10 and 20 minutes in that shooting range before we practiced, before we played, just getting the feel and, and getting back into it. So warm-ups like that are great. It's kind of viewed as kind of silly maybe in the esports industry and just the world in general, especially if you're playing at home to do any kind of stretching before you play. But uh, your 45-year-old self will thank you if you do it in your 20s. So just light stretches, pull on your hand, uh, stretch the forearms, spread your fingers out. You probably do it while you're playing and you don't even notice it, but doing it mindfully is going to be more beneficial than doing it passively. So give that a try, and then I'll actually defer to Neil for a tip. I know you play a lot of Warzone. You play a lot of Call of Duty. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you do to warm up? Do you just jump right in? Do you maybe treat your first game as a game that doesn't really matter and you just kind of warm it up that way? What are some things you like to do yeah i mean i'll you know from a multiplayer perspective i'll jump into shipment for a little bit and it just kind of gets me you know prepped for the things i need to do you know switching weapons and i have to warm back up right, right. i mean i haven't haven't been doing it for several days usually in between matches and you'll see my first few rounds i probably have 20% less kills than I do after I get warmed up. So. Right, right. So finding that special recipe to perform at a mid-session level where you're, you know, you're an hour in and you're feeling it and you're you're playing smooth, you want to do that right from the beginning? I don't ease into it. You know, I, <laughs> I want to jump into a match right. that's going to challenge me right off the bat. Yeah. And I, I don't have expectations for myself at that, you know. Those yeah. first, first few rounds, I... I'm not planning on topping the chart. So No, I think that's a good um, way to go into it. But I definitely stretch. Uh, hand stretches are huge. Hand and wrist. I, I do it now subconsciously. Like, I'll do it before I start, and I know that it helps without a doubt because I can tell when I don't do it. And, right. you know, that's my 50-year-old self telling me, I yeah. should have been doing that since I was 20. Um, <laughs> well, so if increase, you're young, do it. <laughs> yeah, increasing any kind of circulation in your hands is going to improve your reaction speeds, uh, and it's milliseconds of a difference, but sometimes that's what it comes down to in yeah. a game. You know, it's it's the milliseconds, so... I think it's session length, too, right? Yeah, how long you could play, sure. Yep. I mean, I think a lot of that is going to contribute to just 
ergonomics more so? Are you sitting right? Is your chair at the correct right. height? Are you holding your elbow up instead of having it on an armrest? I mean, I actually have pretty bad shoulder pain because my chair isn't quite as high as my desk, so I find myself holding my arm ah, up. Gotcha. So in my going to the gym, I've had to actually do shoulder and rotator cuff strengthening exercises. Makes sense. And I've found after about a month and a half of doing it, a little bit of a difference, but I still haven't got a new chair, so yeah. I could very easily re-damage it. So make sure your chair is level with where you're at. Don't hold your arm up, you'll, you'll pay. I'm 29 and I have shoulder pain, so if you don't want it, uh, <laughs> act on it now. Just have a good chair and sit up straight. I, I highly recommend, and it's easy for me to say, but I highly recommend investing in the M-Body chair from Herman Miller. I know most people are like, what the hell, $1,600 for a chair. It's gonna be on sale for Black Friday, <laughs> I guarantee it. It's been on sale every year. They have, also have awesome financing deals too. I have one, Evan has one, and his brother, my other hey, son, has maybe, one. Maybe we can expense one for my whole yeah. <laughs> yeah, you never right know, off. right? It's Christmas time, right? <laughs> hey, happy holidays. But it's totally worth it. Honestly, you don't even realize you're sitting in a chair after using that chair. And Do we have any examples here at Playlabs? I know we have Herman Miller chairs here, and they're great. Those are not embodied no, chairs. No, those are not embodied. Those I are Vantage or something like that. They're the, uh, the step down from the embody. Okay, the, um, the ones that are streaming stations or the ones yes. that are generic? Okay. Yeah, the ones that are streaming okay. stations. So those are Herman Miller chairs. They're definitely very comfortable, but they're not the embody. There's just something about that chair. I, I've yet to pinpoint it, but the fact that I can sit in it all day and I have no related pain of it yeah. when I'm doing it. Yeah. Where I, you know, I used to work in an office all the time and I'd sit in a, an office chair and then you'd get up about every two or three hours because your back hurt. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> so. Well, if any of our listeners want to come to Play Labs and try our chairs out, we have Herman Miller's here. They look like yeah. gaming chairs, they match our colors. You know, they're, they're not a DX racer, but a DX racer is just a brand and a chair that looks cool. It's not necessarily the best ergonomic chair out there, but Herman Miller's look great and they. They feel great too, so. Want the lab to yourself? Host a private party and get exclusive access to our entire 3,000 square foot gaming lab for your birthday party, bachelor or bachelorette party, or company event. Visit playlabs.gg party to book today. Use the promo code podcast for a $50 discount. So, Modern Warfare 3, we, we brushed on it a little bit. I have been playing, and I played the campaign. I think we talked about that. I played some multiplayer. I just played Zombies last night. But what about you guys? Have, have you played? Uh, I only played in the beta. I haven't pulled the trigger on buying the game yet. Okay. But from what I played in beta, it's fun. I like the maps. Um, that's the biggest draw for me to it. Right. Uh, but I still find myself enjoying other games right now. Okay. So I don't want to buy it to have it sit in the library. Makes Plus, sense. Blizzard might put it on sale on Black Friday, so I could always buy it then. You never know. Good uh, I'm not rushing back into it, but right. from what I did play, I enjoyed. And the zombie seems like a cool concept, the whole open world type of deal. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the key to it is not making it overcomplicated. You know, back in the day, Kino Der Toten was where you played. You know, Very it was, simple. It was fun. And even maps like Ascension, um, I would regularly play with groups that didn't even pursue the, the story mode of it. They just played, go 30, 40 rounds, see how far you could get, never tried to launch the rocket, but it was okay to play it that way. Gotcha. Uh, so I don't know what this one is like. I've read a couple reviews and in, uh, in, in pages on it, uh, and it seems like you can play it however you want to play it. 
but the progression seems cool. I just don't know if it's overly complicated. Gotcha. What about you, Evan? Uh, I've played mostly multiplayer. I've played the the campaign. I finished the story uh, probably a couple days after it came out, and I had a decent time with that. Uh, multiplayer is a ton of fun. I love the maps. That's a huge draw. I love the movement, I think, is the yeah. big thing for me. I love hardcore team deathmatch with that style of movement and the uh, the new tack aim view they have where you can flip any sort of SMG or assault rifle to the side. You're more inaccurate that way, but you can get the kills a lot faster. I've noticed that um, they added it in, I think, Warzone, where you can see how much damage people deal to you. Uh, so it's cool to see mm -hmm. that for hardcore, you only have 30 health. So mm -hmm. ah. pretty much every gun is going to be an instant but kill, which is one shot, yeah. good for someone like me who likes to use just pistols. Mm. Okay. Hardcore makes it completely viable to run around rust or uh, sub base and just use a pistol and drop everybody because it doesn't matter. If they're across the map, two or three hits will kill them. Mm. So I've had okay. a blast with multiplayer trying to unlock the guns and go through the attachments and stuff like that. Um, haven't played zombies yet, but I'm looking forward to jumping into that I'm kind of excited for the open world aspect but i loved like kino dirchoten and ascension just the wave based how long can you go type stuff was always really cool yeah it's different um we played zombies for about an hour yesterday and i think the thing for me was number one you don't get shit for xp so that is frustrating i mean it's difficult right the waves are different like it's um circular so basically you start on an outer edge and the zombies are like level one zombies and then you move in towards the center of the map and the zombies get harder that way. Mm -hmm. But they just pop up out of the ground, which yeah. is kind of cool. There, there's no yeah. more rebuilding windows and... Yeah, yeah, there's no wave to it really, you know. There's still challenges involved. And I, I think you guys mentioned a, a good thing in general about complexity of games. I think that there's something about it. Pretty much every game I play now with the exception of Lies of P, believe it or not, has some ridiculous complexity to it. Like, hey, here's 60 things to unlock and 20 progressions and all this other kind of craziness. And after a while, you're just like, really? You got to pick something and go for it? I just want to play a game, you know? Sure. I'm not trying yeah. to do work, right. <laughs> you know? Right, right. Uh, which I think is cool about Lies of P, right? There's a, there's a direction. It's hard, but... There's also not like 60 things you need to think about. Granted, your loadout is complex and can be complex, and there's a but but it's progressive complexity, right? It yeah. gets more complex as you go, and it makes sense for that complexity, right? Mm -hmm. Hey, here's a harder boss. I need to have better a better loadout to sure. address that boss. I just use loadout as a general term. Yeah, but, yeah. but I, I think from a from a Modern Warfare three perspective, multiplayer definitely the movement. Oh yeah, I like it. It's smooth, and even for an old guy. I can still duke it out with, still the, hang with the best yeah. of them. Yeah. <laughs> There's like multiple game modes that are different. Now we played one yesterday that was the three v the cutthroat, uh, which is three v three v three. I played that yesterday. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. same kind name in pool. If you play yeah. any any yeah. billiards, cutthroat. Yeah. It's exactly the same. <laughs> yep. Uh, so yeah, three different teams, each with three players, and basically your job is to try and eliminate the other two teams. So, I mean, there's no respawning. You're watching the rest of your teammates if you drop, get dropped early. And then what was the other one that we were talking about, which is six-player teams? Oh, we were talking um, about it was like war mode or something like that? Is that yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's just called war. It's some, yeah, it's like it war, war mode or something. But, yeah, it's like, progress, like progressive um, objectives. 
as you complete one thing, it's like open this gate, and then you open that gate, and it leads you to the next area of the map, and then that is defend this tank all the way through right, or something right. like that. Yeah, it, it reminded me a little bit of Overwatch, kind of a thing, really? right? You're escorting a tank through this sure. map, and the other team's trying to push it back. Yeah, that it kind has, of thing. There's it, a mode in Overwatch that's like that, right? Yeah, it has yeah, that push kind of mode. Ball. Yeah, push yep. mode. Uh, it reminded me of Battlefield in some respects too. Just yep. the rush, I think, is yep. kind of rush was very simple, and that you just blew up the two stations and you moved forward and you did the same thing. It's exactly the same thing, right? Yeah. You're capturing the two stations or you're defending the capture of those two stations. And there's a li time limit, of course, right? If the other team can't capture those two, you're done. Yeah. You know, I dropped 100 kills the first round. So, I mean, that's just, it was all right. You know, it was pretty fun. <laughs> um, right. The end, the end game of that is very challenging. You have two consoles you have to activate. And yeah. the other team is, you know, if you activate it, they can, if they wipe you out, they can go and deactivate it, and then you got to try and activate it again. So it's almost mm. impossible for the team to activate those councils. We're talking about what we like and, and dislike in games kind of is the perfect segue into talking about the game awards and what the general public likes and dislikes with games. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, so I voted last night, and I know Evan did as I well. Did. yep. It, it, like voting for most things of that nature, I'm going, eh, that name sounds familiar. Kind of like voting for the the regent of your university. <laughs> right, <laughs> it's yeah. like, right. Okay. It's, it's what you know best is usually what you vote for. <laughs> Who's got the coolest looking name? Right. Uh, I'm not real. I'm honestly not going to take the time to research the game or buy and try six it. games to try them out to see which one should deserve game of the year. Right. Yeah. And it's just not a reasonable thing nor do i think that anybody that's voting has done that i hope right how many people that <laughs> voted own all the games aside from critics that are right, right. i mean doing it right of the public how many people actually own i mean i don't even know what what all the game of the year nominees were but there's six right there's six it was uh i'm trying to remember all of them i know it's it's baldur's gate 3 resident evil 4 uh, Super Mario Brothers Wonder, I think, is the name of it. Legend of Zelda. Yeah. Or Matt, that's four. Spider-Man Spider 2, 2 is five. And then six is... Alan Wake. Alan Wake, yes. Yeah. I can say for a fact, I have played two of the Game of the Year yes. uh, nominees. Yeah. But I've seen a couple what, played. 420 bucks if you were to buy them all-ish. Around there, probably. You know, 400 bucks, let's just call it that. If you're truly going to vote for the game and make a reasonable decision you should have spent four hundred dollars in advance i mean it's kind of a cool deal to push the publishers right it's like hey sure. vote for these games you should probably buy them all too um <laughs> give us free trials and then yeah. let us vote that'd be that'd be sweet that'd be kind of cool i took what i heard from other people in conversations and things like that and then i just kind of voted based on that type of thing based on sentiment overall I was just thinking, uh, we were just talking about Modern Warfare 3, and I just remembered it was not nominated not for Best Multiplayer. Is there a cutoff? Like, to get nominated? Yeah. Uh, that is probably displayed somewhere on their website. I think I looked it up last year. It's a certain point, because, like, Alan Wake came out just two weeks ago, and it's, okay. it's like, nominated for Game of the Year. And, yeah. Or maybe not two weeks. might have been. A, it was towards, how, like, back at oh, Halloween. Oh, I or wonder whatever. if there was a cutoff for that, or basically it's just, hey, it's, it's COD, and COD doesn't get Well, awards. MW2 wasn't getting nominated. So. Yeah, I don't think it right. got nominated either. Or no, right. I thought it got nominated for something. I might be wrong though. It's um, all about how much Activision paid. Well, I was, <laughs> right? I, I and mean, I'm going to guess that you know, Nintendo Microsoft paid had a the lot. money set aside. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. yeah. You had <laughs> Zelda and Mario are nominated in pretty much every major category. So here's the interesting thing: 
I was looking at it, and I, I, I do this thing, and you guys may not remember. You guys ever remember those those posters, the the digital posters, and the, you had to kind of squint to see they were 3D after you squint for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And I don't, they don't have them anymore. They were kind of cool in the 90s or something like that. I did the same thing with the games, and I did my my virtual squint, and I realized they're all sequels. I mean, I, Mario and Zelda, whatever, they, sequel or not, they're just the same. They're effectively the same thing. You right? make a they're, really technical yeah, Resident I mean, Evil 4 is a remake. <laughs> it's not even a new game okay, if you want to look at so it Okay, so there way. you go. I mean, even worse. Uh, Spider-Man 2 and more Spider-Man. Yeah. I mean, how, at what point, outside of adding more story, what warrants it being a 2, yeah, right? Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, right, um, Baldur's Gate 3, Alan Wake 2. So they're all sequel games. And some publishers that just laid off a bunch of people came out yesterday, I think it was, and said that it just doesn't make any sense. They laid off a bunch of people, and they said the reason why is because people just want sequels. Like, well, that doesn't change the fact that you need people to make those sequels. I don't yeah. know how that relates to one and relates to the other, but either way, it's kind of funny to see that and then see the Game Awards, and they're all sequels as nominated for the Game of the Year. Yeah, pretty so. much. I mean, you're only original titles were your indie games, honestly. You had right. best indie debut game, best independent game. I mean, those were all, you know, first-time types yeah. of things. Uh, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I don't really remember anything I voted in that was, I mean, even, like, thinking Counter-Strike 2 was right. <laughs> the best esports game I voted for. That's right. a sequel. And I have no problem with that, obviously. And I think maybe the, the sequel terminology is probably not the right word. Sure. You know, it's just, like... I don't consider Modern Warfare 3 the sequel to Modern Warfare 2. It's the next iteration of the game, right? So and maybe even that's, that's kind of not entirely true. Loose iteration, using <laughs> maps from 2009. So, right. I mean, the right. only the only real sequel that I could think of, or not sequel, but only unique game that's like new-ish to the scene would be like Valorant. And that was a brand new game created by Riot, who made League of Legends, and they came out with the shooter, which I think was very unique and, and unlike a lot of things on the market. But it's been around for a while now, um, going on three or four years, I think. I mean, and, it is a cartoony CSGO. Right. So, with, well, yeah, with abilities like Overwatch yeah, style. Yeah. yeah. But, but that's a Riot. If style you look thing. at that yeah. compared to like Overwatch 2 versus Overwatch, is just like a glorified patch. Uh, a really big and in-depth patch, but it's the same game. Right. CS2, glorified patch. There's a yeah. lot of updated and new features, but it's still CS. I look at it a lot like Windows 10 to Windows 11. Sure. It's not the sequel to Windows 10. Yeah. It's the next version of Windows. Right. So and it's, it's because people like Windows that they keep putting out new versions and they keep making money off well, of it. Right. So. Yep. Yeah, so it's all kind of the, the same kind of style. But, you know, I, I mean, I don't know if those games are true sequels or not. I'm sorry for all our Nintendo people, but Mario <laughs> does nothing for me. Um, it's the, I'm the same way. I have no desire to play a Mario game at all. I'm going to probably buy it just so that I can try it for five minutes and then throw it in, in my, <laughs> it'll, you know. It'll cartridge. probably be the same charm as any other Mario game that's out there. and I, I, I guess... It's I mean, always been lost to me for Mario. I mean, I even talk about I talk about it with yeah. Nick all the time, right? I mean, I'm not a Nintendo person. I've never really. I think the most I played was when I was a kid. Even then, now it's like I just see Super Mario Brothers or I see even Zelda, and I just go like, it's just the same thing every time. It feels like, and that's and, from and somebody that's, who's got no. But experience. that's fine, right? I think it, to be to be fair, right? Everybody's got their opinions about everything, right? Sure. And I'm I'm not saying that people that play Mario games are 
bad people by any means. Sure. That's not at all what I'm saying. I'm just saying it's just not for me. So, like, the most anticipated game nominees. You have Star Wars Outlaws, hmm. uh, Final Fantasy, Seven Rebirth, Tekken 8, Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth. I have no clue what that is, made by Sega, and then Hades 2. Are there any games in there that you're going to get to try or... Outlaws. It's the first Star Wars title they've been able to make since the whole EA-Disney exclusivity deal uh. fell through, because this is made by Massive Entertainment and Ubisoft. I don't remember what Massive has done prior. They sound familiar. I think I'm, I'm sure I've played a game from them before. What's what's the sell to this game? What are they saying? It's, it's like a, what I've always liked about certain aspects of Star Wars media. I love the stories where it's not relating to the big good versus evil, empire versus rebels type stuff. And, and Outlaws is looking to kind of fit into that sort of niche of you play this, this you know, I think she's a smuggler and there's it's more open world, kind of like uh, Survivor was, okay. but you can go to other planets and stuff like that. You have your own ship. The combat and the gameplay looked interesting. You don't have a lightsaber, you got a blaster and you have mm. a little droid that you can use to hack things. Okay. So you can hack, you know, the lights and all that kind of stuff. And uh, so I, I like that. I like Star Wars as a universe and the lore they have, I think, is a really interesting thing to look at but i'm never really into the big like movies i guess would be probably the way to put it right i'm not into the overarching story of good versus evil i like the little gritty like the mandalorian is a great example so massive entertainment has done they did a game called ground control world in conflict then they moved to mm. assassin's creed revelations they did far cry 3 just dance and then tom clancy's the division so okay. I've played, Far Cry 3 was yeah. really good. It, that's a huge one. And then Revelations was a big Assassin's Creed game for me when I was a kid. That was the end of, like, two. They had oh, two, okay. and then they did Brotherhood, and Revelations was the, the conclusion to that whole story. So, okay. yeah, I, I knew I knew him from somewhere. Hey, so I did try Cities Skylines 2, which just came out, right? I'm a, I used to play SimCity all the time. That's how I learned a lot about economics. It's an interesting thing to to think about when you look at how SimCity is structured and how city builders are structured, right? You, you build various communities based on the size of, you know, um, you have a residential zone. Well, you can build a residential zone for low-income housing or for high-rises. Well, mm. certain zones have certain taxes and then they like to be near certain things, right? The high-rises don't want to be near industrial zones. Because, well, number one, if you're living in a high expensive apartment, you probably don't drive to the factory. Mm -hmm. So a lot of things all tie together. And then you realize that that's the way the world works as well. So it's mm -hmm. kind of useful. So if you get a chance to play SimCity, I would definitely try it. <laughs> I, I have arguably a beast of a PC. It's insane. Custom water-cooled. The fastest processor you can buy right now is 64 gigs of high you know, DDR5 RAM eight terabytes of storage, all SSD, the thing's a beast. And a 4090 in there as well. Yeah. And it can chew up and spit out anything. City Skylines crashed my PC to black three times. <laughs> Why? Why? Yeah, no idea. None whatsoever. My city wasn't huge yet. It was early on. I had maybe 10,000 people in the city. It wasn't very big. Um, not a lot of active things going on. I think they over they overdid it. 
Like, you can literally zoom in and watch poop go through, you know, pipes. I mean, that's, like, the detail that they took it to, right? That should be game of the year. Not, not literally, you can't see, like, the different shapes of poop, but the idea is there. Yeah. You see water moving and electricity has little bolts sliding along, and then you can zoom out. You can zoom into an individual person, click on them, and see their life story. Yeah. Who they, where they work, who they live with, what city, you know, what, where their, um, their address for their home is, and then follow them around the city. You can literally do that. Um, watch them get in a car and then drive. I mean, it's, it's insane. So I think it's just too much, right? At a certain point, you've got to go, all right, what are we? Are we the Sims where we're following individuals and their life story, or are we a city builder? where we're trying to plan a city. You can't be all things to everybody. And clearly, if you can crash my PC three times, you're doing too much. This podcast is produced by Podcast Nation. Just like great gamers are made at Play Labs, great podcasts are made at Podcast Nation. Visit us at podcastnation.com to learn more. Listeners, yeah. make sure that you let us know what you're looking forward to and and what you're playing and your thoughts on the Game Awards, all of it in our, our podcast channel on our Discord. If you're not in there yet, you can join it. Just go to playlabs.gg or right on the, the podcast page in the show notes. There's a link to the Discord as well. So hop in, let us know your thoughts. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, and then we have a little bit of a, I don't know if we're opening this up to the public yet or not. We have a watch party coming up here at Play Labs for the Game Awards. On the day be on Twitch, right? Yeah, yeah, it'll, yeah, it'll be, be on Twitch. Twitch. Um, just play Labs GG on Twitch from 6 to 10 p.m. December 7th. So, yeah, tune in and check that out. For sure. I mean, we'll be, uh, uh, Zach, our social media guy, will definitely be posting a lot about it. So you'll be able to find all the links to everything over on all of our socials. But definitely if you jump into Discord, let us know. Tell us what you think. If you played City Skylines, I want to hear what your story is. Did it crash your PC? <laughs> Maybe I need to get a less powerful PC and play it on it. I don't know. Outside of the games that we've already talked about, anything you guys are looking forward to? City Skylines. Yeah? You're going to try it? <laughs> I'm okay. going to try it uh, next week over Thanksgiving break right. and all that stuff. I, I want to get into it. I, I, my buddy Noah was telling me it's a lot of fun, and I think it'd huh. be cool. I had this crazy idea i want to build a super futuristic city like i want to try and do a lot of clean energy and okay. and all that kind of stuff i just want to see how far i can take it how far can i go really into the future with it i know like there are other games like anno 2070 yeah, or yeah. something like that yeah. like they can do that so i want to just kind of jump in and see how far i can take a city like that i think that's a great approach to it like to predetermine what you're what you're going to do with the city. I do that a lot with like Civ. I don't know if you played Civilization back no, in the day. No, I never did. I played Civ 5 and 6 with my friends and I always would go into it beforehand. I wouldn't pick my country or, or anything yet, but I would go like, how do I want to win this game? Do I mm. want to win by diplomacy? Do I want to win by science or uh, conquering people? And each country or civilization has, you know, a better thing. So right. I would often play like Japan and then I would just do science because they're mm. really good at science. It's like, okay. you know, things like that. So that probably helps with something like City Skylines where it's like I have an idea, a predetermined goal for what I want the city to be. So, And I think, you know, you learn a lot from it and you reverse your thinking afterwards. Like you, your first city won't be your only city. Right. 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 You sure. know, I learned a lot about the traffic flow. I accidentally put too many things too close to the freeway exits <laughs> and the semis were backing up causing traffic jams because they were trying to pull into the industrial zones and deliver. 
So as they were doing, you know, turning around to back into the dock, they were blocking traffic coming off the freeway. So I'm like, okay. Well, and the good thing about it is, well, I'll just crush all that right. and move things around a little bit, right? So that I ended up making a longer ramp and a little bit of a, a distance between the exit to the freeway and where the first industrial zone was so that they were cleared enough out of the way so it didn't cause the flow of traffic to get. Do you think city planners could realistically use a game like that to figure out how to do better? I think they should, because clearly the ones that are building what we have today, <laughs> holy shit. Right. right. I mean, come on. Yeah. I, I think, you know, you look at a city like Macomb Township, where originally two lane roads everywhere, and they say, well, let's build hundreds of homes here and roads that can't support it. And then when they did realize they needed to build roads that had, support, had to support it, they had to knock things down. Then they built the monstrosity that's called Hall Road, which is the you know the thoroughfare between kind of east and west really, and that thing's a disaster, you know, and because you did that and then you put all commercial buildings all along there where people are trying to get in and out all day mm-hmm. long, mm-hmm. and that just got jammed up. So yeah, I mean, if they would have tried that in in city skylines or Sim City first and said, oh wow, that traffic is backing up here. Maybe we should do something different. Maybe we shouldn't put a hundred businesses in a you know a one mile radius. Um, I think there would be a lot of things that could be learned from that. I mean, they clearly have to invest in very good PCs to be able to. <laughs> you would give it a try. You would think, right? Yeah. Well, on, on top of that, the one the PCs that they have to do the engineering for the city should be enough to handle these games, right? I don't know. They might be antiquated '90s software that they're true. still running off this of. Is, yeah. I'm, I'm sure you're probably right. <laughs> They're still on, on, you know, the original Sims. and Yeah, yeah. It's Windows 3.1. Yeah, yeah. Build and building cities. But no, it's cool. It's, it's practical use for a, a clearly very in-depth simulator that could serve multiple purposes from entertaining yourself to actually planning uh, a real city or finding what works or why something doesn't work from a, a broad view. I think it's therapeutic. Well, yeah, it could be, you know, cause some anxiety for others. But for me, it's therapeutic. I'm like, all right, well. I kind of got that when you were talking about the traffic jam. And I was, is there a way to, like, stop time? Because I would start freaking out if, like, everything's continuing. And I'm like, I got to get rid of all this stuff. Yeah, you can pause it. Oh, yeah. You can pause it and crush things. But I don't care. I mean, it's funny to destroy a road while people are driving on it. Because then the cars just kind of flip out. Yeah. And they go, oh, I got to get on the other road and go the (laughs) other way. That's not the way I wanted to go. And then you'll see that guy turn around. Yeah. It's kind of hilarious. So, But, yeah, I mean, it's, it'd be a different story if you crushed the road and it said, oh, you just killed 70 people, yeah. you know. Now you got to like, deal with oh, this. Oh, yeah, now you got to deal with that. I mean, I, want, go I launched a, a roller coaster car off a few tracks in my day, that <laughs> roller coaster tycoon, <laughs> just to watch it hit the ground right. and explode in that graphic. And There's something fun about that. Right? It's interesting you use the term therapeutic because I find more simulation games to be, like, therapeutic more than fantasy style Another one that I'm looking forward to playing is called Space Engine. I don't know if you guys have mm, ever. Mm-mm. It's incredible. You can just, like how they take picture, like how the Hubble telescope took that really big photo yeah. of the deep field. So take that idea, and then if you were to click on one of those in Space Engine, you can go to that star or that galaxy, mm. and you can just explore. Okay. And you can explore everything. You can look up random planets, and you can go at the speed of light. You can go faster than the speed of light. I've actually gone all the way to the edge of the universe 
and then back, which is really freaky mm. when you do it because you get to that point and you go one more over and everything's black. Yep. And then you go back and all the stars are back there again. <laughs> um, but I found the I find games like that to be like calming instead of playing like a more fantasy, you know, in yeah. the real world style of things. I find it just to be like bordering on the edge of real life. So right, it's right. a little bit more relaxed. But to the point where you go, well, there are no consequences, really. There's no consequences right. for anything I do. Yeah, here, that's yeah. kind of the, the part. Like Sims in general, not Sim sure. City. Right. But yeah. We will be taking uh, Thanksgiving week off, so we will not have a show on Black Friday. Hopefully you can go get some deals. Definitely look for the Embody chair. If I had a referral code, I would definitely paste it into the, the show notes <laughs> for everybody. But should be tons of stuff available, lots of cool either peripherals or, like you mentioned, game sales that are probably going to be happening. So definitely uh, load up. I don't know. When's the Steam sale start? That's not until December. Isn't usually, it active? Right? Uh, I didn't see if there was one for Autumn already. It might be. They do one for, like, Thanksgiving, and then they have their big Christmas their one. Big That's Christmas usually, one. like, a week or so before Christmas all the way yeah. to, like, a week after New Year's. So it's basically around a month worth mm. of deals. Uh, I think Autumn or, like, the Thanksgiving sale is pretty much, like, a week and a half. It's very fast. Oh, okay. Um, okay. I don't know if it started yet, but it should be soon. I just yeah, I've been need. seeing ads for it at least. You know, yeah, more games to add to my sixteen hundred games I already Never had today. List. Right? Yeah, <laughs> cool. Well, well, hopefully we'll see you in game. Otherwise, uh, enjoy the holidays. Hopefully, you uh, have some uh, time with your family and maybe some time off of work. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll we'll see you in a couple weeks. Sounds good. All right. See you. Thank you for having me on. Game on. Thanks for listening to Lab Notes. Visit playlabs.gg to find out more about our programming and schedule. Be sure to join our Discord and pop into the podcast channel to ask us questions or tell us what you think. See you next week. Game on!